conflict is not fun. It's a huge time suck. It can be emotionally draining and it can ruin plans because it feels uncomfortable and you have to recover from it. It is understandable why one would want to avoid conflict. It is absolutely necessary to engage in conflict and learn how to do it the right way. Now, with that said, not all conflict is the same. Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. As a marriage coach who's been through and still going through the trenches of motherhood myself, I get it. Life gets busy and sometimes your relationship takes a backseat. But guess what? You can feel like a couple while raising kids and I'm here to help. Join me each week here as we dive into the messy but fulfilling world of marriage and motherhood. From navigating conflict to reigniting that spark, we're going to chat about it all. So if you're juggling mom life with wife life, this podcast is for you. And hey, if you love what you hear, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Here's this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the two types of conflict. Conflict in general is not fun, right? To some of you, like hearing the word conflict might make you tense up, right? It's a huge time suck, or it can be. It can be emotionally draining, and it can ruin plans because it feels uncomfortable. And you have that time after where you have to recover from it, right? Maybe you feel distant after conflict with your spouse. And so you are not feeling normal, right? You're maybe feeling like you're walking on eggshells, trying to test each other to see, oh, are we okay again? It is understandable why one would want to avoid conflict or do what they can to not experience it. And, you know, being a mom, we do not have all the time in the world to just be arguing all the time, dealing with conflict, right? So, Again, I get it. If you avoid conflict, so understandable. And it's really easy to just go with status quo in your relationship by just doing things that will get the day moving along, right? Doing life together, but not actually feeling like a couple. So if you're in that box where you're like, yeah, we're just doing life. We're not really feeling like a couple. We do avoid conflict, or at least one of us does and you want your marriage to be better, which I'm assuming you do because otherwise you wouldn't be here, right? It is absolutely necessary to actually engage in conflict and learn how to do it the right way, okay? Now, with that said, not all conflict is the same. There are two types of conflict. Today, I'll be sharing what those two types are so that you can distinguish between the two so you know what type of conflict you're currently engaging in with your spouse so that you can make the necessary adjustments so you can be a fun, sweet couple again, because that's truly all I want for you is to be able to love your marriage, to feel that spark again, to feel like a team and know how to get to that point of your marriage. And this can be really hard if you weren't shown how, right? Like my parents absolutely did not show me how to engage in specific types of conflict. In fact, 
I think they pretty much avoided it and then it would explode, right? And I've heard this time and time again from people. And so I thought that this would be a really good topic to cover so that you can identify, okay, which box are we in right now? Or maybe we're in between and what can we do to get us more into one side of things and away from the other, okay? So the two types of conflict are healthy conflict and toxic conflict. Now, it is completely normal for you to exhibit traits in both, okay? And it is normal for you to exhibit traits in just one of them. So I just want to put that out there. There's nothing wrong with you either way. So you know you have healthy conflict when you're actively listening to each other without interruption or judgment. You're able to talk about things that you disagree on with respect, like underline, bold, highlight, whatever, capitalize, respect. That's a key word there. You're able to manage your emotions and express them in a respectful manner. There it goes again, respect. You're able to focus on the matter at hand. You're not bringing in the past, talking about stuff that doesn't really matter, focusing on what someone said and derailing the conversation. You two approach the issue with a problem-solving teamwork mentality to come up with a mutually agreeable solution and compromise when necessary, okay? That's what teamwork is. Being able to work together, not just being like, well, this is what I want and this is what we're going to do. And if you're not okay with it, then I have a problem with you, right? You also seek to understand each other's feelings, needs, and perspectives. You each take responsibility over your own feelings, your triggers, your assumptions, behaviors, including how each of you contributed to the problem that you're facing right now. You're both intentional about personal and relationship growth, and you use conflict as a way to expand so that you can deepen your connection with each other. You're able to make up after the conflict and reflect on how you two handled the issue and how you will grow from it so you two can evolve the way you communicate together and affirm or reaffirm your commitment to the relationship. And finally, Healthy conflict is being able to address issues constructively, constructively, okay? It's with respect, with compassion, and commitment towards the well-being of the relationship. Like, in a nutshell, that is what healthy conflict looks like. This is what I hope all of you to be able to work towards and eventually have if you don't already have it. It is always a work in progress, right? So like, even if you on a bad day, kind of go back into more of the toxic behaviors, that's okay. Awareness is key, which is a big reason why I want to talk about this today. Because if we don't know what we're working towards, it's hard to know how to pivot or adjust what we're currently doing. Okay. Now, all of my romantic relationships did not have healthy conflict period, right? Up until several years ago, I did not have that. I exhibited a lot of traits I'm about to share that fall under the toxic conflict category. Every time me and a partner fought, 
I'd feel more disconnected from them, more misunderstood, more sad, and felt hopeless about the future of our relationship. Toxic conflict behaviors are harmful and destructive to the well-being of both you and your spouse, as well as the entire relationship. Now, with that said, if you identify with any of the traits I'm about to share, again, I want to reiterate this. There is nothing wrong with you. It is understandable why you do these things. And sharing these traits is my effort to help you identify, okay, here's an area I can work on. Not here's an area I need to feel guilty about or ashamed about or hate yourself. Okay. This is all done with the utmost level of love and compassion because I too, like I said, on a bad day, I will exhibit some of these too. So awareness is the goal and intention of me sharing these things because the more awareness we have of what we do, why we do, when we do it, that makes it a hell of a lot easier for us to make adjustments, to pivot, to grow, and have some sense of clarity and direction. And that, all of that effort is what helps us create more depth and growth in the relationship. Okay? So keep that in mind as you hear these things. So signs of toxic conflict include the obvious, right? Physical abuse, gaslighting, manipulation. But today I'm going to be touching more on the common behaviors that society or your parents or both have normalized and that tend to fly under the radar that are creating communication breakdowns that you may be experiencing right now. Okay. Number one, silent treatment. This means withdrawing from conflict, refusing to engage, your partner's trying to talk to you and you're just like, mom's the word. You don't want to talk about it. You just want to just let time pass and just sweep it under the rug and quote unquote, get back to normal. Okay. This is not good because it doesn't create a pathway to resolving issues. It doesn't create a pathway to relationship growth. And you're keeping all of that in you. The frustration, stress, how you feel, what you want, your needs. None of that can be accomplished through silent treatment and not actually addressing the issue. Next is blaming and defensiveness, pointing to what the other person has done rather than taking responsibility by owning your mistakes or shortcomings. This makes it really hard to create trust and safety in a relationship when all you're doing is either projecting or deflecting what your partner is trying to say to you. So there's a difference between advocating and setting boundaries and straight up not owning what feedback your partner is giving to you. Obviously, this can be triggered, right? Because depending on how your partner communicates, you can automatically just want to shoot it back to them. But there's something there that they're saying, maybe not in the best words, maybe not in the best tone, that you can take and figure out, okay, well, what 
What are they actually needing right now? How are they feeling? How am I as a partner going to respond to this? Blaming and defensiveness is not going to help move the conversation forward. Constant criticism, like enough said, right? Like No one likes to be criticized. No one likes to be put down. No one likes to be belittled. This is very destructive and detrimental to the person receiving it and to the relationship. Escalating conflict. Arguing to be right by engaging in like tit for tat stuff, having reactionary responses that make the conversation spiral out of control with no resolution in sight, also not a good thing to do. You want to get to the point where you can notice that the conversation is starting to escalate and be able to de-escalate it to bring it back down to a calmer nature or take the space, okay? When we have heightened conversations, it's really hard to work with each other because then your defensive mechanisms come out, whether you get defensive, whether you start to criticize, whatever your style is based on what you learned growing up can start to come out. And that just like kiboshes the chances of the conflict being resolved in a healthy way. So you're going to want to be able to be on the lookout of is this escalating? Okay, what can I do to bring the temperature back down? Another one is a lack of respect and empathy, a general lack of compassion for each other's feelings, boundaries, perspectives through dismissing or invalidating each other. Who loves to feel invalidated? No one, right? That does not feel good. It does not make the other person want to continue engaging with you, to stay in the conversation, to have future conversations with you. So this is definitely something that you want to be on the lookout for and grow into if this is something that is hard for you. Lastly, behaviors that keep you stuck in conflict instead of keeping it productive, right? Holding grudges, bringing up the past, refusing to work together to come up with a solution or compromise. All of these things that I mentioned fall under toxic conflict. Now, reiterating it once again, understandable why these behaviors have come to be. All of you have reasons why you do this. However, it does not excuse you from growing from it, right? Majority of people have one or some of these toxic conflict patterns. It is deeply ingrained in you through what you were modeled from your family. So like this has been something that you've been doing and reinforcing for decades. So unless you start to make changes and be intentional about it and consistent about it, this will likely continue, get worse and get passed down to your kids just like how it's been passed down to you, okay? This is a harsh reality, but out of love. Luckily, what you learn, you can unlearn. And so with help, whether it's working with me as a marriage coach or with a therapist, you can pivot. You can make these adjustments. You can start to bring your awareness up on what's triggering me to do this. Uh, What can I do instead? and learn the skills to be able to be more of a healthy communicator, to engage in healthy conflict instead of toxic conflict. 
You want to be able to step away from these harmful patterns if you desire healthier communication and a meaningful, positive relationship with your spouse. Now, by working with someone, they're going to be able to pinpoint and tell you, oh, this is why this is happening. Let's work on this area, right? It's mindset stuff. It's emotional work. It's helping you gain additional perspective that maybe you can't see when you're in the thick of it because we get tunnel vision when we're in the thick of it. Having that outsider's perspective, especially someone that's worked with lots of people and can see the trends of, okay, this is what works. This is what doesn't work. This is how you can do it, can help you get there faster so that you can get to the point where instead of reacting, you can choose to raise your awareness, notice what's going on, and be able to respond to conflict in a healthier way so that at the end of it, you can create more closeness in your relationship and feel more connected in your marriage instead. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. This is like a quick one. And I think it's really important for you to know like, okay, where do I fall? How many things can I work on right now? Because this is the pathway towards healthy communication and healthy communication is so, so important to have in your relationship. Now, if you are wanting support with this, I have two ways that you can have that, that I can help you. I have a marriage communication essentials course that you can do a self-study through. And then I also offer one-on-one or couples coaching. So whichever path you choose, whether it's working with me, working with a therapist, reading books, attending workshops, whatever, you got this, okay? However you've been experiencing conflict in your relationship does not have to be permanent. It can improve. All you need are the skills and the awareness, okay? I believe in you. You are amazing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And I'm here for you, all right? That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. And if you love what I share here, then you're going to love and want to join my free private Facebook community that's also called Marriage and Motherhood. I hope to see and connect with you in there. Otherwise, I'll catch you back here next week for the next episode. Bye.